Y'all bear with me this morning. I'm still not 100% after strep throat. And uh, I got tested twice for COVID, back to back, two days in a row. And I went to the doctor and I said, you do whatever it is you need to fix me so they'll stop sticking that thing up my nose. <laughs> it was, I hate that thing. But, uh, <clears throat> but the Lord's been good. Amen. And uh, we're going to get into the Word of God this morning. Uh, before we do, I just want to uh, say thank you for your faith in me and, and uh, tell you that I humbly uh, accept the, the position that was voted last Sunday and uh, look forward to what the Lord's going to do. But I'm going to just tell you ahead of time, amen, the first Sunday I always just resign <laughs> because I'm not the shepherd, amen. God is the shepherd. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. Listen, I'm just following the good shepherd. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. I'm just following him. If we all follow him together, we'll go to the right place. And that's what matters, amen. So, uh, but thank you for everything. And... Uh, Look forward to what the Lord's going to do, because it's not by might nor my power, but it is by His Spirit. Amen. Good to see this house full. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, we've got the overflow room in the fellowship hall. So if we get too stuffed in here, uh, please, we can go in there and you can see me on the big TV in there. So, uh, but the, uh, this morning... I'm going to preach. The title of my message this morning is Identity. And I want to talk about this for a second, who we are in Christ. And before we do get into the Word, I want to pray. And then we're going to go over some scriptures and just look at this and dig really deep into it. I, I really thought about this. I said I could really break this up into three messages, three different sermons. So I'm going to try to condense three sermons into one sermon. So y'all just bear with me, amen, praise the Lord. But uh, before we get into the word, let's all uh, together pray this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we're so thankful for the opportunity to be here. God, to be God, able to come together in corporate worship. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that your mighty hand, God, that your spirit would just descend in this place. God, put your seal of approval upon this church God, and God, let your will be known and help us to follow your will. Oh, God, move, God, in everything that we do. God, everything that we say. God, let it come straight from the throne of glory. God, it's not my words, God, but it is the word of God that we depend on this morning. God, touch every aspect of this church, God, every part of this service. God, let it be drenched with your anointing. Oh, God, and we're so careful to give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. In the blessed holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, just to have something to read this morning, we're going to be in Romans 12, verse 1. And I'm going to um, tell you some things and then I'm going to use the Bible to prove it. Amen. Is that all right? Because <laughs> uh, I, I believe that if, I, if, if we're not backed up by the Word of God, then we have no leg to stand on. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Yeah. Amen. What a powerful scripture. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So this morning, I want to break this down into three parts. 
Amen. Identity. What is your identity in Christ? And before we move on in that subject, there's something that I must clarify about identity. Amen. Identity is not subjective. All right, y'all just bear with me for just a second. I'm going to explain this the best way that I could in my head whenever God was giving it to me. But you know, right now, I can identify as a son. Why? Because I am a son. Amen. I am the son of Jeffrey and Leslie Smith of Waynesboro, Mississippi. And therefore, I can identify as such because that is part of who I am. Amen. And from the moment that I was born, I was able to identify as a son. But up until about six years ago, even though I could identify as a son, I could not identify as a father. Are you with me? Why? Because I was not a father. I mean, your identity this morning is not what you want to be, but it is what you are. Y'all bear with me now. This is very important to lay this foundation. It is what you are right now. You know, you can want to be a dog, right? You can want to be a dog all day. You can dress like a dog, bark like a dog, walk like a dog, act like a dog, but that is not who you are. You are you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I want to just go through who we are in Christ this morning because it's more than just what we do. It is who we are. Whenever you are born again, it's not just something that changes in your actions, but it's something that changes on the inside of you that makes all old things pass away. And behold, all things have become new. I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, amen, if you note takers, I got some good notes for you, all right? So, amen, this morning we're going to start with who we are in our bodies. Who we are in our flesh, in our flesh, in our bodies. We are His servant and He is our master. Amen. We don't like this part right here because there are so many scriptures that I can read. One of them comes from Romans chapter 12 verse 1. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present what? Your bodies. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. What is he saying? He's saying your body is the servant of God. Whenever you become a new creature and you get saved, all of a sudden you are no, your body is no longer your own. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? You have been purchased this morning. Amen. Your body, your, your action, it's been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. And you are no longer your own, but you belong to Jesus Christ. And you are His servant. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I tell you what, whenever you get this in your spirit, amen, you begin to think what that means in Matthew chapter 16. Verse 21, the Bible says, From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. But Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, that this be unto thee. Amen. 
Now think about just what happened in these scriptures. Jesus is exactly telling them the plan of salvation. I'm going to die on a cross. I'm going to suffer, but I'm going to rise again on the third day. That is the basis of the gospel. And Peter pulls him to the side and, says, and rebukes Jesus and says, how can you say this? This isn't going to happen to you. Amen. And then Jesus rebuked Peter. Amen. And look at what Jesus told Peter. Amen. The Bible says, but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Then said Jesus and disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. It's not enough, amen, to serve God in your mind. You have got to serve God in your body. Because whenever you begin to serve God in your body, then you will begin to physically work for the kingdom of God. You listen to me. Amen. It is important this morning that we subject our flesh to the will of God. You know what? A lot of times we go to the Lord in prayer and we say, God, show me your will for my life. Don't we? I've got a challenge for you this morning. Instead of saying, God, show me your will for my life. Look up to heaven and say, okay, God, show me your will. And just stop right there. And whenever he reveals his will to you, then you should move your body. Because your body should be presented as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And whenever you realize what the will of God is, not for your life, but for God, the will of God, then you pick your body up. And you move into his will. We want God to pick us up, put us in his will, make our arms move. We're not marionettes. We are a free agent by the power of God. And he gives us the free will to choose to obey his word. Amen. He's not going to. Amen. Now sometimes, amen, he's had to drag me by foot. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen. But it is our responsibility as born-again Christians, you hear me, to allow, subject our bodies to the will of God. And whenever God shows, you can see what God is doing all around you. Look at what God is doing. And whenever you see what God's doing, put yourself there. Amen. It is that easy. And whenever you begin to follow the will of God, then you will have victory in your flesh. Because the flesh is subject to the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. That's what the book says. Amen. And what we tend to try to do is make our flesh command the Spirit when the Spirit should command our flesh. In my body, I am His servant and He is my master. Amen. Ain't that good? Amen. One more scripture about this and then we're going to move on. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 25, the kingdom of heaven is as a man 
traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Now, here's what I want to do. You know, we, we think of servants differently than the biblical definition of servant. Most of the time, in Bible days, whenever you were a servant, it wasn't just like, amen, may I take your order. <laughs> Servants had rankings and authority. Think about that for just a second. You're a servant, but with authority. In this parable, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them goods. He called his servants and he says, I'm going to put you over, right? I'm going to put you over my possessions. Even though I'm a servant, I'm a servant with authority. God has not just, amen, commanded me around. He has given me a task. He has given me a responsibility. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. Amen. And he took straightway his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made amen, them other five talents. And likewise that had received two, he also gave other two. And he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. Amen. And he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. I love these scriptures because this, this, this is servants. And you can see what I'm talking about. Their master gave them something to use for, the, for his kingdom. Amen. God has given you this morning a possession of his spirit. He has given you his word. He has given you a talent. Whenever I look at Hurricane Baptist Church, you know what I see? I see untapped potential on every face and every pew. Because there is so much that God can do with us if we are willing to be His servant in our flesh. This flesh does not have to follow after the world. This flesh was bought by God and should be subject to His Spirit. And whenever His Spirit commands our flesh, then we will double. We will double. They doubled their talents. I'm going to use that. I promise I'm not pinning any roses on me. The first instrument that I ever sat down and played in my life was the drums. And I can barely, I can barely keep a beat. Amen. And then I went from the drums to the bass. But one day I sat down on that piano. Never had a lesson. You know what God was doing? It was His Spirit. He was multiplying. And I told somebody not a while back, I said, I hadn't just sung in the choir so long, I wouldn't know what to do. Because I can play every instrument on stage. Why? That's not my... Th that is the Spirit of God doubling 
tripling, amen, allowing me to be used for the kingdom of God. I don't want to just settle where I am. I want my body to be doubled in the talents for the kingdom of God that I might be His servant and be used by Him. But that one servant took his talent and he dug a hole and he hid it. He hid what God gave him. He's sitting there, amen, and he, you know what it was? He was scared that he would lose it. You can't lose God, my friend. The Bible says that God's callings are without repentance. You ain't going to lose that calling on your life, honey. He called you for a reason and He gave you your talents for a reason and I am calling on Hurricane Baptist Church that you would use your body, amen, as a, amen, as a temple, as a living sacrifice and present it to God that He might use you from the oldest to the youngest. Because I'm going to tell you something, I can't do this thing by myself. We are a body. <laughs> we are a corporate gathering of believers and we're on the road for the same thing. We, number one, we all want to make it to heaven. And number two, we all want to take somebody with us. <laughs> that's, and that's enough. That's enough. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I'm going to skip on down. Amen. To uh, verse 26. The, his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gathered where, amen, I strawed not. I'm sorry, go back up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, verse 23. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. That doesn't sound like servanthood in our minds, does it? But that's God's definition of a servant. It's somebody that He can give a talent to and you use that thing for the kingdom of God. Whenever you begin to use it for the kingdom of God, He will multiply that thing and multiply that thing. Amen. But it's got to be done by His Spirit. Your flesh has got to be Subjected to the Spirit of God. And whenever you do that, I had a pastor, he was preaching one time and he said, if you got a problem with something, amen, and you want victory over it, and if you fall today, the next day you fast. Fasting's a lost art, ain't it? But it is biblical. And I'm not talking about just fasting. I'm talking about push that plate back and fast. Amen. And don't eat nothing. Amen. And he said, you fast a day. And if you fall again, you fast two days. If you fall again, fast three days. Amen. He said, pretty soon, your flesh <laughs> is going to recognize, if I do this, I'm going to sacrifice. Amen. And praise the Lord. You want to get your flesh under control, you've got to crucify it. Your flesh has got to die to the cross. Amen. Praise the Lord. In my body, I'm His servant, and He is my master. Second, in my mind... 
I am his son, and he is my father. Now, just remember a second ago, I told you you can have more than one identity. I'm a son, but in the same body, I'm also a father. Yeah, I really want you all to understand this. Amen. I'm a son, but I'm also a father because that's who I am. In my mind, he is my father, and I am his son. Amen. I just don't want to say stuff without giving you scriptures behind it. So let's go to Romans chapter number 8, verse 14. You're going to see a recurring theme here, and it's the Spirit of God. Amen, right? The Bible says, For as many are as led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Ain't that just what I just said? Amen. Praise the Lord. There ain't no arguing with the Word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. He says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, amen, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. Praise the Lord. In my mind, I am His child and He is my Father. And I began to think about this. Lord, where is this going to manifest itself in Scripture? And you know, amen, where my mind went? The prodigal son. I love the prodigal son. Amen. The Bible says, amen, in Luke chapter 15, verse 13, and not many days after the youngest, younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. Now wait just a minute. This son now has two conflicting identities. He joined himself as a citizen of that country. Think about that for just a second. He's a son, but he's way over here too. You can have more than one identity, can't you? Amen. Here, here he is. He's a citizen of this other country. And the Bible says, And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Verse 17, And when he came to himself, He said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Now I just want you to understand what just happened in this young man's life. In his mind, he recognized who he was. When he came to himself, he said, wait just a minute. I have a father. 
Now he's out here strung out. Amen. About to feed the pigs. About to eat the slop out of the pig pen. Amen. And then he came to himself. And in his mind he said, wait a minute. I am a son. And I have a father. I don't care how far you go, my friend. I don't care how far your family goes. Amen. We have a father. Amen. And he is my father and I am his child. And before we pass judgment, there have been many times that I felt like I was in that pig pen. And I was about to eat the, amen. And then I realized, wait a minute. Amen. In my father's house. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something about that father. That father was sitting there waiting. Amen. That, amen. No, he was still waiting on the son. Amen. And the, the father looked and knew that he had a son. Even though that son wasn't around right now, he had a son. Amen. Even though his son was lost, he was still his son. And whenever that son came home, and remember this is in your mind, he wasn't treated as a servant, he was treated as a son. In my mind, he is my father and I am his child. And let me just tell you something about fathers. Amen. You know, once again, the heavenly father, we can't really compare our earthly fathers to our heavenly father. Because, you know, and I used to do this all the time, and I'm still going to give a comparison. Do you know, not everybody has a good earthly father. Not everybody has that good earthly father. Amen. But we've got a good heavenly father. Let me just tell you about my earthly father. Amen. I know right now I could walk into my mom and daddy's house at any time, morning, noon, or night. Because I am their son. And I am welcome there. Whenever I go to my mom and daddy's house, I don't knock on the door. Not right. I just drive up, get out of my car, and I walk right in. I'm 31 years old, Brother Tommy. But you let us run low on sugar. Amen. And I don't even ask. I go straight to the pantry. They're sitting in the living room. Come on now. Watching TV, doing whatever. You know what I do? I go straight to the pantry. Amen. Pick up a whole bag of sugar. Amen. And my daddy looks at me and he'll go, this ain't the grocery store. Amen. But I know I can do that. And if I can do that with my earthly father, how much more so can I do that with my heavenly father? If my earthly father loves me enough that I can just walk into his house and get whatever I need, how much more so, amen, is our heavenly father, amen, that sent his only begotten son to die on a cross, how much more so is he ready, brother Bobby? Come on in and get what you need. 
<laughs> Come on in and get what you need because I'm your father. And not only that, son, I got a ring waiting to put on your finger. I got a robe ready to put over your back and I got some brand new shoes that fits your feet just perfect. Y'all know that old song, the best thing, amen, I ever did do was whenever I laid off that old coat and put on the new. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell you the best thing that you'll ever do is whenever you lay that old thing off and put on that new thing in my mind. I tell you what, that's going to keep your sanity one day. You, te- you listen to me. Because whenever you know in your mind, I am his son, I am a child of God, and he is my father. Everything in the world can be collapsing around you, but you know where you belong. Amen. You know that you've got a home to go to. Amen. Lastly, in your spirit. In your spirit, you are his warrior and he is your king. In your spirit this morning, he is your king and you are his warrior. Now why is this in the spirit? Because the spiritual realm is where the battle takes place. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Amen. Spiritual wickedness and dark blood. Amen. We do not fight. Amen. You can't be a warrior in your physical, in your body. You've got to be a servant in your body, but in your spirit. Amen. Wherefore, my brethren, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore girded, amen, with the belt of truth, amen, amen, the breastplate of righteousness, amen, the sword of the spirit, amen, the helmet of salvation, amen, all of these things, amen, that takes place in your spirit. Amen, I'm so glad I got young people in here this morning. Amen, because I'm going to use them, if that's all right. Jacob, will you come up here? <clears throat> Chance and Chase, can I borrow you, by the way? Kala, is it Kala? Kaya? Kaya? So good to have you this morning. Amen, praise the Lord. I'm going to use these boys for just a minute. Amen, praise the Lord. Now, Jacob, I want you and Chance to go over here. Chance, right? I got it right? All right, good. I'm I'm learning. Amen. Chase is going to stand over here with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, amen. You don't beat up on your brother, do you? Well, you're going to this morning. Amen. Jacob, you're just going to be Jesus. And I want you to stand just right there. All right? So I want you, amen. He's the devil. I'm sorry. He's the devil. I want you to go up against the devil. All right? You're trying to get on the other side of the devil. So I want you to go up against the devil. Go up against him. I want you to push him down, but not hard. Don't push him. Okay, I want you to fall down. Fall, just fall down. Amen. Now, here's Jesus over here. He went up against the devil. And what happened? The devil knocked him down. And we've always been taught that you're defeated whenever you stay down. When you don't get back up. 
which is true. If he don't get back up and go back again, he's defeated. All right, get back up, man. This time I want you to go up against him over and over again, but you're not going to fall. You're just going to go up against him, go up against him, go up against him. Push him back, push him back, push him back. All right, all right, stop. Now, this is what we've always heard. As long as you keep trying, you're not defeated. Which is true. But you're not victorious either. He's been going up against the same devil over and over and over again. He's not down. He's not defeated. He's gotten back up. But he's still not victorious. This is a picture of what happens whenever we fight spiritual warfare in our flesh. Now come over here, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Now, amen. <laughs> you know, I've always been taught two things growing up. Number one, you don't start a fight. And number two, you don't gang up on somebody. I was, that was just instilled in me. But I'm going to let the church know this morning, it's okay to gang up on the devil. Because he's ganged up on the church long enough. So now, old Chance over here, amen, he's not by himself anymore. He's tired of fighting this old devil. So instead of just running up against the devil and going back, you know what he did? He called in some reinforcements. And who he called in is Jesus Christ. And whenever we combine, amen, whenever in our spirit, we become his warrior. And he becomes our king. We're not fighting, amen, on our own. We are fighting with Jesus. Y'all just stand where you're at. Let me explain something to you. Amen. This war that we're in is not against you and the devil. It's against God and the devil. We're just, amen, we're just in the middle between the two. My friend, let me tell you something. Amen, we don't have to fight this thing without God because it's not our battle to begin with. Amen, it's Jesus' battle. And as we sung this morning, He is victorious. There has never been a battle lost on the old rugged cross. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, has never lost a single battle. I've lost many. I fall down on my face daily. Oh, but whenever I call Jesus to my side, amen, then Jesus, amen, and me, now what you going to do, devil? Come on out. Amen. Whenever Jesus comes, and see, you can take, yourself out of the picture completely and he'd still come out victorious but whenever we walk up against the devil with Jesus the devil goes on the run y'all go chase him go get him amen right and then and then the devil goes right that's exactly what happens thank y'all young people amen I love my young people y'all can go sit down amen sometimes it's it helps for us to just see in my spirit, I am his warrior. But that does not mean that I can go take on hell with a water gun. 
What that means is, once again, what's the Bible say? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You can't get more biblical than that. <laughs> it is right there in black and white. And in my spirit, I am his soldier. I am his warrior. And he is my king. I told y'all I wanted to preach on the mighty men of David. That's who I think of whenever I think of this. One of those mighty men grabbed that sword and fought for so long that the Bible says his hand claved to his sword. In our spirit, what would happen if we claved to the word of God so, so hard that we couldn't let go of it? Leonard Ravenhill, amen, I have a book by Leonard Ravenhill. Don't read it if you want to, amen, praise the Lord. It'll make you think you lost and done, died and gone to hell, amen. Amen, he's hard, amen, praise the Lord. But one of the things he says in there, there is a place where a man grabs a hold of God. But there is a better place where God grabs hold of a man. <laughs> in my spirit, I am his warrior and he is my king. Now, all of this depends on one thing. And you listen to me. Everything that I preached about this morning does not apply to you if you're not covered by the blood. Because if you're not covered by the blood, then that identity change has not happened to you. If you're not covered by the blood... You're not the servant of God in your body. You're the servant of the devil. I wouldn't be a good preacher if I didn't say that this morning. We've got to be covered by the blood. And if we're covered by the blood, then all of these things make up our identity in Christ. Different ways in different areas. But whenever you wake up on Monday morning... I pray that this sermon, these scriptures ring out in your mind. Today I've got to be his servant in my body. What's the will of God today? What is his will today? And then step into it. And if you have trouble knowing the will of God, I'm going to tell it to you. Is that all right? I'll tell you what the will of God is. To seek and to save that which is lost. That's why he came. It is not his will that any should perish, but that all might have eternal life. You're not going to win anybody to Christ if you're not subjecting your flesh to him, if you're not his son in your mind, and if you're not his warrior in your spirit. We've got to work on ourselves so that we can work on this world. 
And this morning, I am, I am almost begging you, get this sermon in your mind. I am his servant in my body. You know what that means? It's the will of God for you to be here. <laughs> Jerk this flesh up by the coattail and say, all right, flesh. <laughs> it's, it's his will for your body to be here. And when all of that comes together, you'll, we'll see things that we could not even imagine. Because we'll be completely operating in the Spirit of God. Help me to get my flesh out of my way. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something, you're, and I'm almost through, but your, your flesh is always at war with the Spirit. That's human nature. That's what we were born into. That's Adam's sin. We were born into that sin nature. Our flesh is at war with the Spirit. Amen. But that's why he died on the cross. Amen. It's so that we have the power through him that this flesh, amen, will be subject to the Spirit of God. Amen. And that's what, amen, I've got to work on that myself. Yeah. Amen. That, that my body would be a vessel for him. Amen. That I remember who I am yeah. in my mind yeah. and that I fight in my spirit. Amen. amen. For him. Stand up all over the building. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to do it. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a minute. I'm going to give you an opportunity. First off, you say, Brother DJ, I realized this morning that I've been claiming an identity that is not mine. I'm not saved. Listen to me, I don't know if you're saved or if you're not saved, but you and God know. You say, Brother DJ, I'm not saved, but I want to leave this church today as a servant, a son, and a warrior. Will you raise your hand up? Put it back down. I realized this morning that my identity needs to change. And I'm ready to let the Spirit work in me. Just lift it up and let it back down. Amen. Y'all look at me. You say, Brother DJ, I haven't been a good servant to my master. 
And I want my body to be subject to his will. And I want to pray about this and work on this. Will you raise your hand? <laughs> I hope every hand in the house goes up. Amen. Brother DJ, I'm in a place in my life where I feel like I'm in a pig pen. And I have forgotten who I am in Christ. And I want God to remind me that I am. I want to come to my senses this morning. Will you raise your hand up? God sees. Brother DJ, I've been fighting in my flesh rather than fighting in my spirit. I want to be a spiritual warrior for my king. Praise the Lord. I'm just reminded of what happened whenever they all came together in one mind and one accord in Acts chapter 2. The church came together in unity and the, mighty, the spirit moved, amen, like a, rush, a mighty rushing wind filled the house where they were sitting. Y'all want to know my vision for this church? It is nothing more than to have as much of the Spirit of God in this place than we can have. I don't have some I just want to see the Spirit of God move so much that we can take somebody with us. We're here. We're, amen. We need to take somebody with us. Now, all you that raise your hands, we're going to pray this morning. <clears throat> if you feel comfortable coming up to the front, come up to the front. If you want to stay at your seat, kneel, stand, I don't care. But I'm pleading with you this morning, don't leave out of here without talking to God. Some part of this message spoke to you this morning. You can talk to me about it all you want to, Sister Carol. But until you talk to God about it, it ain't going to do no good.